The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Gonna throw it. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. They are carving up this LSU defense. You don't get no better than that, man. Cook throws the deep ball and it's wide open. Inside the 30, Lovett makes a move. They'll stretch the field to the wide side. Here's Burden, the elusive freshman. Stays on his feet. He will take it to the end zone. What a drive for Missouri. This is the Mazad Cast. What's up, dum-dums? This is your host, Colin Anthony, and I say your host because for the first time in Mazodcast memory, well, ever, Brennan was not here. For those Mazodcast fans that don't know, Brennan became a father, and I know that's unsettling, but it's true. Uh, Brennan has twins, and one of those twins got to come home just like yesterday. And so for some reason that means he can't podcast because he's committed to his family, which I promise as the other host of this show, you can always count on me not to be committed to my family and always committed to this podcast. But to help me host the show without Brennan is football expert and masturbatory expert, Twink Caleb. Hey boys or boy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Brennan actually shared a statement with me, Caleb. I'm supposed to read it to the listeners. His sincerest apologies, you know, for not being able to uh, be here. He says, Brittany says the statement it is with great regret that I announced that I am unable to perform my podcasting duties this evening due to a severely malfunctioning condom. I am certain that Colin and Caleb will perform somewhat serviceably in my absence. In regards to Missouri versus Tennessee, this is my only analysis. I had no expectations, but yet was still somehow disappointed. That is all. My deepest apology for leaving you with these cunts. So uh, that's Brennan's statements to you, Mazodcast listeners. You'll just have to do uh, with me and Caleb. Mizzou did play football this weekend. They lost to Tennessee 66-24. to Caleb, thoughts? Oh, bad. Everything was bad. That is analysis. My initial thought just after the watching the game, everybody bemoaning that Josh Heifel just piled the points on the Mizzou. I was like, I bet didn't surprise me at all. I guess because I just assumed because they were sort of the outside looking in and the five spot for the 
playoffs that he would just in the last three games, which are, I think are Missouri, like South Carolina and Vanderbilt. I may have that wrong, but Tennessee's just going to be bludgeoning people trying to get back in that top four. Yeah, which I understand that too. But also, if Drinkowitz is going to talk shit in the off season, why not no. run up on him? I mean, it makes perfect sense for the chinchilla himself to not appreciate Drinkowitz. It's a, it's yeah. I was, like I said, this is exactly what I expected. Drinkowitz, you know, can't shut his fucking yap, and uh, they need to make the playoffs now. Ohio State and Michigan are going to have to play each other, so there's a good chance that as long as Tennessee doesn't completely step in it, they're going to end up back in that top four. But yeah, I was yeah. not surprised by Tennessee running up on us. What I was surprised about was that until about eight minutes left in the third quarter of this game, Missouri was still in it. They were four points down. Brady Cook threw the best pass he's thrown all season <laughs> for a touchdown. Honestly, it looked like a legitimate pass to the quarterback thrown. And if you guys have watched uh, Brady Cook throw a pass, and I'm assuming if you've listened to this podcast, you have, he's not good at throwing a football. And that looked good. And the team looked good. Honestly, Tennessee made some remarkable catches. Their wide receivers played out of their head in the first half. And I think the game would have been, should have been, or honestly closer. Just Tennessee really played a good game. The defense was on the field way too much. And eventually we just wore down. Yeah, there's not much that Mizzou's defense can do against that. Ten- I mean, they have three legit wide receivers. And and that hooker kid's not bad. You know, he's, yeah, I think he's overrated, he but he's not bad. He's, he's all right. He's fine. He's fine. I think... The adjective I would use to describe him is fine. Probably fine. It brings me to a point. I saw a lot of people praising Cook after this game. He went 19 for 32, 217 yards and two touchdowns. And I feel a little bit like Mizzou basketball of the console era here and that as fans, we've become complacent to what good quarterback play looks like. And when under console, we became complacent to what good basketball looked like and started to make excuses for what we were seeing. Like this wasn't a good quarterback performance. This was a mediocre quarterback performance and because Brady Cook has been bad mediocre seems good but this was not a a good performance this was a very uh, mediocre performance Uh, he didn't have 16 rushes for 160 yards he's really only ground game we had Schrader ran for 10 times for 25 yards that's a whopping 2.5 per carry and I think Tennessee Elijah Young only ran like three other times Tennessee's defense didn't really impress me at all that's what I mean, if we had a quarterback and an offense, that would have been one hell of a shootout. You touched on his uh, good throw, his best throw of the season, but how many throws did we watch? Just, I mean, the running back wheel with Schrader wide open. That should have been Ugh. a touchdown and over three by 15 feet. It, that is so hard to watch. That was a touchdown every day of the week. Yeah. At halftime, I tweeted, I was like, I've seen at least five badly missed throws and at least two just completely like missed a wide open receiver didn't even notice him down the field i mean it is for, if any pollyannas are still listening to this show and i can't imagine they would just because of our takes but uh, <laughs> how can you defend this quarterback i mean it is just indefensible banister had a good game though he seemed to be able to get over yeah. seven catches for 73 yards dove had four catches for 72 and a touchdown but again cook threw a dead duck and Credit to Dove, he came back to the ball and caught it, but it was such a tr- tr- atrocious throw that when when Dove basically oh, came yeah. back to it, the Tennessee defenders ran into each other, and he re- he trotted into the end zone. But again, on the stat sheet, it looks like yeah, on the stat sheet, that's a touchdown pass for Cook. But if anybody's watching that game as a realist, it was like that. It was a terrible throw. 
that we just got incredibly lucky on. Definitely. Uh, Caleb, I want to ask you something. I saw a lot of talk about on Twitter too about the fourth down play calling. You know, oh. we have a lot of fourth downs, and we were in, a, in, a, in a, a game against a team ranked in the top four in the nation. People were like, "Why of all times would you not roll the dice?" I mean, this game is a game you're supposed to lose. Why would you be so conservative and gutless? I didn't really think about it that way until after the game. I started looking at people's takes online. I thought, no, I, he did. He did kind of concede on fourth day a lot. I was sitting in a bar watching it, and I thought that the whole time. I was like, because since we've had Drinkowitz, one thing he's been is aggressive. Like, he's taken ballsy moves. He's done. You know, he's gone for fourth downs. And I had no clue. How many? There was like five or four different occasions that he just – yeah, we'll punt it. Fourth and one, fourth and two. It's like we have nothing to lose. Nothing. We're never going to win this game with Brady Cook at quarterback. I mean, give us some sort of hope. I didn't understand that at all. Everything that I thought I liked about Drinkowitz, he is just absolutely flush this year on me. Yeah, Brennan texted me during the game, and he's just like – he was at the hospital with his um, undercooked children. And um, <laughs> he uh, he uh, was like, fuck Drinkwitz. He's a stupid person. He, he's too dumb. He's a dumb person who makes dumb decisions. And, uh, you know, Brennan, was and Brennan almost never calls anyone dumb. So that, I mean, he was <laughs> yeah, Exactly. He was mad about it. He was mad. I'll tell you one thing I did notice on the defense, too, that I haven't seen in other uh, games. And maybe it's because of the level of talent at Tennessee's wide receivers. But God, he was giving huge cushions. You know, if Tennessee was just willing to take underneath slant routes, they were there all oh, yeah. game long. That's what, they ugly. can't be that good on defense because Brady Cook balled out. I mean, for Brady Cook, that's as good as it's going to get all year, even playing <laughs> New Mexico State. I don't see it being much mm-hmm. better than that. Well, what do you, uh, that, you're a gambling man, Caleb. Over, under for Brady Cook passing yards, 217. That's what he had against Tennessee. 217, is he over or under? Surely they're going to make sure he goes over against New Mexico State. But This is the first knows? game I have true hope that Sam Horn might play. This is my first game where I'm like, there's no excuse for not playing in here. I mean, if this game goes the way it's supposed to go and we're up by at least three touchdowns at halftime, how do you not at least give Sam Horn a couple of a couple of series to just to get his feet wet? The only reason I can imagine you wouldn't is because – and this will be a huge indictment of Drinkwitz if he doesn't play. But if the only reason I can imagine him not playing is because Drinkwitz doesn't want to look like an ass if he plays well. He want because Drinkowitz will want to save face, and I just cannot imagine um, that Drinkowitz would hold him out to save face, so to speak. But it's if he doesn't play in this game, this will be the first game that he doesn't play. I'll be truly shocked because earlier in the season when Brennan was saying, "Oh, I think he'll play in this game," Colin, do you think he'll play in this game? My answer has been no, 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 no. I don't think Drinkowitz will play in it. But this is our last turd burger of a team, and uh, I just if he's not going to play this game, wouldn't I mean, he just? Gonna sit the whole fucking season. I keep his red shirt. I guess. Oh god! I mean, still yeah, four games. You have to play. I mean, New Mexico State's one of the worst Division One football programs in the whole country. I mean, they are bad, bad. Well, they've won yeah. three of their last four games. I've heard, Caleb. Just so you know. Yeah. Well, they're probably playing Hawaii too. <laughs> well, any other thoughts on this uh, upcoming matchup? Without Brennan here to uh, feed me questions to. I'm just going to move on to the next part of the show. Maybe a quick show tonight, guys, just because I guess Brennan's the, the straw that stirs the drink, kind of like Kobe, except a lot fatter and not black. Yeah. Not athletic. No, no, not attractive Bigger. or smart. No. Not that, I mean, it's just, he just, he, he's not Kobe Bryant. But he, did we, we touch on the fat part? Yeah. Don't forget the fat part. 
Yeah. Um, that's definitely a, a tenet of Brennan's being. He is that's if anything defines Brennan, it's fatness. Huge. Okay. So all right. So I think we'll take the first break. Uh, we'll come back. We're gonna play voicemails because of this the lack of uh of Brennan. We're not gonna we're not gonna be able to comment on the voicemails because he's gonna have to plug it in here. But we had some voicemails. I'm just gonna assume that they're all maniacs screaming. Here's the voicemails. You're listening to the Zodcast. Hey guys, Mazodcast is now on Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can join our Patreon page and get extra content from the guys, outtakes from the show, and any insider news that we have, we provide it there first. It doesn't cost much and your support helps the show. Join the Mazodcast Patreon and be part of the team. Here are our secrets. Today, defense has got to tighten up, but um, shit, I can't fucking stand them. Never have been able to, and I especially can't now that they've assembled this group of fleet-footed hillbillies, uh, just coming out of nowhere, frisbee catching dogs all over the damn place. It's surreal, and they're led by a coach who looks like fucking Roseanne, just taller. I better get a '90s reference to that, bitches. Miz. What's up, fellas? Zoo just got to stop on fourth down. I think we're going to win this thing. I'm just fucking kidding. But for real, though, like, if we lose by 20, I feel like that's kind of a win. Like, the only way that I'll get mad is if it's, like, 41 to 6 or some bullshit like that. It's very clear in the first eight minutes of this game, Tennessee is a far better team. And it is also very clear that uh, Brady Cook still sucks. But... Whatever. Fuck it. Hopefully we can beat New Mexico and Arkansas. Holy cow, look what happens when you throw the ball inside the 10-yard line. Also, fuck that Peter Griffin-looking motherfucker. M-I-Z. That was fucking ridiculous. Does does the drink have any fucking gonads? I mean, goddamn, it's fucking fourth and one. You're moving the fucking ball. Why Why does everybody have to get into a damn shotgun formation for every fucking play? anymore. Why does everybody got to do that? Why can't it fourth and one? Why can't we just get in a fucking jumbo formation, blow their damn ass off the fucking ball and pick up a goddamn yard? I mean, fuck. Now you fucking sit there and shit down your damn ankles and fucking got to give the goddamn ball back to him. I bet one that fucking Tennessee player, he fucking jumped off sides too at defensive end. Yes, he did. Motherfucker, I hate these fuckers. So Drinkwitz just ran out making again for yet another fake snap decoy play. When is he going to fucking realize that it doesn't work if you never actually snap the ball? Like, who's going to fall for it when he literally never snaps the ball to make it? 
I don't know what I, I just don't know what he's doing. I'm off the drink wagon. I can't do it soon. I'm not ruining my Saturday. Can I go enjoy the day? My dude. Brady Cook on first down, just sitting back, taking a fucking leisurely nap, and letting the clock expire. Coming freshly off onto the field. What a fucking waste. I'm so confused. Did Brady Cook just underthrow a receiver so fucking bad that he, like, kind of, sort of threw him open for a touchdown? What the fuck? You know, Dream's always trying to say we need to find a way to make one more play. I don't really fucking get it because how about putting a new quarterback in there? That fucking throw to Cody Schrader on the sideline. Jesus Christ, if that was a wiener, that would have went in the chick's butthole next door. And not to mention the fucking terrible, terrible throw to, oh, here we go. Hendon Hifter's going to fucking score a touchdown. Eh, not quite, but anyway, terrible throw to fucking that tight end. I mean, I didn't even know we had a tight end, but good God, Cook is fucking horrific. Dude, what kind of clock management was that? We have like 18 seconds left, have timeout left, and Drink decided to do a QB sneak and then do a spike. What the hell? Yeah, getting my Kleenexes and my my wiener cup on, getting ready to get kicked in the nuts again. But uh I've been pretty hard on Brady Cook, but the throw to love it on the deep fade was a fucking money ball. Like, hey, if you throw a hundred you gotta hit one. You know what I mean? M I V. Hey, what's up you fucking idiots? I've been up since four thirty yesterday morning. I'm fucking tired as fuck grouchy as fuck. I've only caught a little bit of the game, but all I know is our Heisman hopeful quarterback, Brady Cook, is putting on a fucking clinic. Uh, hopefully he can lead us to a fucking victory. Go fuck yourselves. Love you, bye. Who could have guessed Brady Cook's best game and our defense turns to ass. If I'm uh, Drinkwitz, all our tackling dummies and everything else for the rest of this year and next year are this Ugly ass Tennessee orange. Learn how to tackle them sons of bitches. M I Z. I don't know which is worse, Brady Cook or the CBS announcers. Tennessee being good at football makes me want to throw hard objects long fucking just success. God almighty. Put your fucking freshman quarterback in. Fuck. I mean, just experiment. Right now you're playing with goddamn house money. Fuck! Just God, fuck! Take this motherfucker out and put something new and fresh in. Jesus fucking Christ! This guy is terrible. Of, of course, against us, he looked like fucking Matt Weiner, Jesus, Tim Tebow, and goddamn uh, Joe Namath all wrapped into fucking one. Uh, but yeah, that's besides the fucking point. Fuck this shit, man! God dang! These these motherfucking hillbillies. This team is a botched abortion. I wish I was aborted. Fuck you, Tennessee. Yeah, I honestly think, like, any good feelings or, like, well wishes I have for this program are just gone until Eli Drinkwitz is. Like, say what you want about the defense giving up so many points to Tennessee. It was expected. They were the number one offense in the nation, right? This was to be expected. But there were just a handful of plays that stuck out to me where – the offense had momentum, and Drinkwitz was just a pussy and either punted 
or uh, kick the field goal or something like that. And I just can't rally behind a coach like that. Like, he has the opportunity to do something, and instead he's just a pussy. And, like, you can say, oh, he doesn't have a quarterback all you want. Like, I don't care at that point. But Bazelak looked good at first, and then he regressed to be a horrific quarterback. Brady Cook looked good when he played last year. Now he hasn't been good. So that's a disturbing trend that after a year in the system, your quarterbacks regress. And it's like, drink is the issue. I think that that is 100% certain. Maybe an offensive coordinator comes in and fixes this. But, like, say what you want about recruiting. Drink's offense is horrific and not SEC caliber by any stretch of the imagination. Boys, I turned the game off. But I think today shows that Drinkwitz is still a very young head coach, a frustrating one at that. I mean, you're getting killed late in the game. Put Horn in. You tell Cook, hey, man, it's not personal. This game is out of hand as of anyway. Getting Horn some reps to put him in. I understand why he's not doing it, why he's like Cook just take shots. Grand, I think Horn can start with Cook anyway. Kind of hell of a game for once in his life. But just dumb mistakes like that in Drinkwitz is just like, dude, why are we paying you five, six million dollars a year to do this as a young head coach? The year is 2024. Brady Cook is still our quarterback. He plays with even more heart than ever before. It turns out Sam Horn was just a fiction of our imagination. He never existed. Hey, Mazzarcast. Tucson 87 down here in Florida. Our couple hours after the game got over, I thought we put on a good fight that first half. Well, obviously, we did. Even a little bit going into the second half. Uh, Brady played a – I thought Brady played a hell of a game. He was doing everything you could ask for him. The defense wasn't there, obviously. And some of the play calling, sure, yeah, especially on fourth down, we got to be a little bit more ballsy. But this whole idea about, like, it was Tennessee. I don't know what y'all expect. Like, they're blowing everybody out. Uh, Yeah, we got boat raced again, but we put up, I don't know what y'all want. I don't know what y'all want. And this whole idea about drink being fired or anything about that nonsense, we have to build. We have to build. Yes, the money has to be used that he just got to get an offensive coordinator to get support staff. Yes, there has to be tangible progress next year. But this whole idea about firing or anything, get that, get that shit out. Get, get it out. Beat New Mexico State next week. Beat Arkansas the following week. It'll be a hell of a game. Both games, both teams probably fighting for bowl eligibility, and then go win a bowl game. Seven and six. That's progress from last year. That's all I want. M I Z. You know, as much as the uh, game yesterday was just a a shit show in the second half, and, you know, I'm sure everybody else has been bitching about it, at least we are not Texas A&M University. Lord have mercy. I don't know if there's been a bigger downfall to their season other than the, uh, than the Aggies. So head up uh, there, Tiger fans. We could be, could be A&M. And I'll leave you with this. It's the great but plug of Dixieland. There's an old boy down in Tennessee, big dreams between his ears. Gonna watch his boys play ball today over 17, 18 bears. 
got an ashtray full of GPCs, got stained up fingertips. But fellas like old Jimmy here is the best they got to give. It's a great butt plug of Dixieland, same damn song by the same old band. Half-wit checkered overalls, Tennessee can lick my balls. Well, the boys just got the brains kicked in that gum, that forward pass. So we found some kid on a message board, gonna threaten to whoop his kid ass. But it's all downhill from Jimmy here, that short-term memory loss. By Monday, he's the most trouble-free fella that you run across. It's a great buck plug of Dixieland, same damn song by the same old band. Thick can't swig in melon balls, Tennessee can lick my balls. There's a tooth in his head for every win they're gonna get on Saturday. There's a whisker on his chin for every poor star kid that they're gonna have to pay. It's a great butt plug of Dixieland, same damn song by the same old band. Burned out muffler mating calls, Tennessee can lick my balls. City in Knoxville, lick my ball. Dollar tablecloth, look at end zone, lick my ball. Smokey the blue tick hound, lick my ball. Tennessee can lick my ball. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the podcast, Sans Brendan Anthony. We just listened to voicemails. Uh, me and Caleb actually couldn't hear them. We'll be hearing them the first time, just like you fans did on the show. Um, I'm going to assume uh, that they were pure lunacy. Our fans are wonderful and uh, people that I definitely don't ever want to meet. <laughs> Agreed. All <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. So, um, Caleb, let's move on to, to more, uh, I don't know, exciting news. The basketball team looks like a real basketball team, despite yeah. Rock M Nation's protestations about getting rid of Conzo Martin. Mizzou got rid of Conzo Martin, hired a man named Dennis Gates, and we seem to have accumulated a actual Division One college basketball team. Yeah, we're up 32 points right now. When's the last time you've seen Mizzou basketball beat anybody by 32 points? Yeah, we're. it's Tuesday, by the way. The game is currently going on. Um, the other Just a night ago, Mizzou beat Lindenwood. Yeah, Mizzou 82, Lindenwood 53. Yeah. And 30 burger. A couple of things that I've noticed about this team. First of all, if I had my druthers, I'd have Carter, Shaw, Mosley, Kobe, and Honor start. It's just from what I'm seeing so far. But honestly, East, the second, or Honor, I mean, interchangeable. If you give me Gomillion instead of Carter, I'm fine with that. I love Gomillion. Um, my biggest problem with Carter is he's bad at defense. From far as I can tell, he's constantly out of position. The team in general seems to be out of position a lot. That we foul a shitload because of it. Like our defense is not great. No, it's not quite there yet. I have faith that hopefully we'll get there, but defense is not good yet. I just keep looking at Carter. I'm like Carter, you get down. You you need to be lower. Get lower. You're like he's when he's away from the ball, like he's he just he loses track of his man. Like he's out of position. Yeah. And when it comes to like playing the SEC and playing teams like Kansas 
at a conference, you can't have guys just not knowing where they're supposed to be. And right now, like every time I watch that Golston kid play, I think he's number four. Like he's a fucking defensive, complete defensive liability. He can't stay in front of anybody, and he just fouls tonight against whatever fucking letter school they're playing. They're just fouling, 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 fouling. They were literally their teams in double bonus one third of the way into the second half. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Mosley's seeing the floor tonight. That's great news. Yeah, he's seen the floor the last two nights, and uh, I think underrated part of his game, excellent passer. Yeah, Gates or somebody was just bragging on him about how well he passes the other day. He passed Which, I don't great know. against Lindenwood, and he's and he yeah, looks good sure. tonight passing the ball. There's supposedly a rumor out he's not going to classes. I've heard several different rumors why he's just riding the pine week after week, but I am confused on that as well. That's a guy that averaged 20 last year. Supposedly doesn't play any defense. But on a team that's not playing any defense, why does he have to be the only one that sets out? But I'm confused what's going on there. It's so much more fun to watch, though. I yeah, I saw definitely. on the broadcast, um, Brennan had sent it to me, that uh, they compared uh, Conzo Martin uh, um, to, I mean, granted, small sample size, but Martin to Gates in a few statistical categories so far. Um, points per game, uh, Martin averaged 66 points per game. Gates so far is at 90 <laughs> points per game. Uh, three-point so percentage, set three-point percentage. Uh, Martin's teams were a 27% from the three-point line. Uh, so far, Gates, 34% from three-point line. Assists per game, 12, 12 assists per game. How fucking pathetic is that? 12 assists per game for Martin lineups, 21 for Gates, and then steals per game. And this is the, the big one because as bad, much as we complain about the, the defense, you know, and Martin's calling card was defense, steals per game was six for 6.3 for uh, Conzo Martin teams and 11.3 for Dennis Gates and and I know you we don't do the YouTube thing so I know you guys can't see me but I am rubbing my nipples while I'm reading these things uh, it's great I mean I'm, I'm enjoying this so much I forgot how much I can enjoy basketball but it is such an indictment of Conzo Martin and it just speaks to how the fan base has become so so complacent so we just forgotten what it was supposed to look like for a basketball team to be good at basketball he got a bunch of guys that were dumpy and were middling athletes who were would have been would be sixth men on most basketball teams. And he threw them out there as starters, and they just and with a trash offense that wasn't an offense and uh, some very spotty defense, and it was just trash for five fucking years. It was just trash. The assist and the three pointers excites me more than anything because three point. I mean, we haven't had three point shooters in God knows how Forever. not consistent ones. And I mean, shooters night after night. Yeah, Noah Carter went off the other night. Hodge tonight is four for eight with like 28 points. Yeah, he's got 28. It's, they can have a different guy fill it up each night. And, well, they and go millions like through the first three. And go millions like Drew Smith, only good at basketball. You know what yeah, I mean? Like he, he does all the dirty does work. And, yeah, only he's good at basketball. Yeah, you he know, that's the big TikTok. difference between him and Drew Smith. <laughs> he's like, it's like he's actually, he does all that, all that dirty work, all that fucking hard hat lunch pill shit, only he does it. And he's good at basketball. And that's yeah, such an important well. component to a basketball team is that your players be good at playing the game that they were recruited <laughs> to play. And that is not something we've had in quite some time. So it's just been, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm rubbing my nipples again. It's a nice reminder that uh, sports are fun. Yeah, sports are uh, not supposed to give you ulcers. Sports. So, yeah, sports. That's pretty good stuff. So. Mizzou is uh, getting ready to, uh, I guess, 
what is it, early December, they, they run into Kansas, and that'll be the first true test for this team. And I don't expect them to win that game, but it would be nice oh, to get Kansas. Kansas a scare. Yeah, Kansas is good, but, you know, teams get up for that. So who knows? I, yeah, we ha- we go from, like, Kansas, then have UCF and the Orange Bowl Classic, whatever the fuck that is, and then we have Illinois and Kentucky. That's three yeah, straight. That's going to be the gauntlet through there. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's not, like I said, I don't think anybody has unrealistic expectations for this team this season. I think everybody would be tickled if we can just make the tournament. But it's certainly, things are turning yeah. in the right direction in a way that Mizzou has not in a long time. They just look wildly more confident, they, wildly more talented, so much more athletic, so much longer. They just look like a bunch of basketball players instead of a bunch of guys who play rugby. That's like when I just, Missouri, every time I look at When Missouri came over to the SEC too, I mean, that's one thing I was – kind of bummed about was that we were leaving Big 12 basketball. You know, obviously SEC football is as good as it gets, but SEC basketball right now is, and has been for several years now, so good. I mean, how many ranked teams are in the SEC now? Arkansas is 9, Texas A&M's 24, Alabama 18, Kentucky, of course, is 4. I mean, the SEC is stacked. Auburn's 13. Teams that aren't ranked, LSU, these are teams that compete year in and year out. I mean, we're going to see the best of them this year. What would you say Auburn was? Auburn's like 13, I want to say. Yeah, they're ranked 13. God, Bruce Pearl, that was the guy I wanted them to hire for a long time, and I feel vindicated in that since he's been so good at Auburn. I don't love his Twitter. He is a fucking lunatic. He's like, he is a, you know, I I don't know where Bruce Pearl was on January 6th, but as a basketball (laughs) coach... He's, he seems like he's got it all figured out. Um, so we've done uh, football. We've done the voicemails. We've done basketball. Let's see. Brennan gave me a checklist here of things I'm supposed to do. I guess what comes next is Kansas news. So let's do Kansas news. Well, I was heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas. Sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas News. Okay, first story in Kansas News. Former Kansas detective, three others indicted for forcing women to perform sex acts. So this is just your typical Kansas law enforcement. Four Kansas men, including a former detective, were indicted by federal grand jury on Monday for conspiring to hold young women involuntarily for sex acts decades. Ago, well, it was decades ago, Caleb. So I get—I mean—is that still, you know, is it a, is a crime if it happened decades ago? That's not very PC of me. You'd have to ask Bill Cosby. Yeah. Well, these girls, by all what well, I'm reading here, were all awake, so they're not really Bill's cup oh, of tea. Uh, the Topeka, Kansas grand jury charged former Kansas City Police Department detective Roger Goldsby, Cecil Brooks, Lamarck Robinson, and Richard Robinson in the indictment for crimes that took place between 1996 and 1998. Well, that was a long time ago. Young Caleb, the twink, was uh, the tiniest little twink back then. According to the indictment, Brooks provided an apartment in Kansas City where he, Robertson and Robinson, God, those why those guys have to have the same God, I miss Brendan. I do too. He reads better than me. (laughs) I not read so good. Threatened Uh. to beat and sexually assault women to compel them to provide sexual services to men. That seems like uh, you know some uncop-like behavior. Goldby, a, p- a press release from the U.S., all four men 
were indicted on the first count of conspiring to hold young women, including person one and person two, involuntarily for servitude. So just your typical Kansas cops, um, you know, raping people and committing sexual deviant assaults on, on women. All right. Let's see what's next here. Oh, this is your typical Kansas Rube story. I love these. A recent college graduate has a warning for others that she thought she had secured. God damn it. I'm terrible at reading. A recent college graduate <laughs> has a warning for others after she thought she had secured a job but got scammed instead. Miranda Owen said it happened when she interviewed for a job at the end of last month. She now owes nearly $5,000 to her bank because a check she deposited from a prospective employer turned out to be fake. I'm not going to lie. It's really tough, she said, because I didn't have that much money in my bank account when this all started. I was really banking on this new job. Owens moved from France to pursue an education at Cotney College in Nevada, Missouri, in Nevada, Missouri. So she had to come to Missouri to go to college because obviously the colleges in Kansas are the dregs. Uh, she graduated in 2020 with a degree in psychology. Since she does not own a vehicle, she started applying for jobs remotely. She does fit right in with Kansas. She is uh, a rube. She has no vehicle. She eventually fell for the scam that offered her a remote job with a fraudster posing as a well-respected company. She says, I looked at the Better Business Bureau. They're legit. I looked at the people on Indeed. They're actually legitimate on LinkedIn. Once Owens thought she secured the job, her fake prospective employer sent her a check to deposit into the bank to buy office supplies. When it cleared, the scammers told her to send the money through Zella to buy the office supplies from a supply company she later found out was fake. So here's the strange thing. They sent her money, and then they said, here's the place you have to sit. Spend that money. The transaction got blocked, Owen said. So this is where it gets a little a little hairy, Caleb, and I don't know about you, but this is the part where I would have started to go, maybe this isn't on the level. So the scammers posing as the employer instructed her to send $4,500 in Bitcoin from a machine at a Kansas City convenience store to an office supply company that turned out to be fraud. So I just feel like when they when the people who are trying to employ you want you to give them $4,500 in Bitcoin from a convenience store, that this might not be on the level. At least they made it easy for her. <laughs> yeah, just go down to your local break time. <laughs> You know, get $4,500 in Bitcoin and, uh, you know, buy office supplies with it. What kind of office supplies did she need for $4,500? That's a lot of cocaine. I think these scammers are just seeing what they can get away with at this point. What the fuck are they doing with Bitcoin? I don't know. Bitcoin's like plumbing in price, too. So, you know, Bitcoin's a bad, uh, a bad way to go. Owens told KMBC9 investigators she fully believed she had secured a safe job offer. But she wanted to share her story as a warning as she works to recover the money that is now gone. We're the generation that should have been able to handle it the, this the best, yet here I am, she said. Yeah, you really are. You're young enough to know better. Yeah. I just really want people like me to be careful. Owens has started a GoFundMe to help recover the money to pay off her debt. The Federal Trade Commission said that no legitimate employer will send you a check and then ask you to send the money somewhere else. Really? That seems strange. Because that's not what this people these people wanted to do. The agency has tips about job scams. A U.S. bank spokesman sent a statement encouraging people to watch this video as they consider sending digital payment. Fraudsters may also attempt to trick individuals into processing the transactions themselves as part of the scam. So it goes on to talk about all the reasons you shouldn't do these things and uh, why you're a 
complete fucking moron if you do. But um, I mean, they leave that language out. But I think we can all just assume that that when you when they tell you to go to your local Quick Trip for Bitcoin, that uh, it might not be on the level. So anyway, I don't need to. I, it's really redundant to tell Missouri people that because Missouri people know that. And finally, in Kansas news. Uh, Caleb, there was a game this weekend. I'm not sure you're aware, but Kansas played this weekend, and their 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 team has been on a rocket ship of success. Though that rocket ship has uh, has, has sputtered a bit of late, they played Texas Tech this weekend. Any any guess about the outcome of that game? Ooh, doesn't look good. <laughs> KU 28, Texas Tech 43. Uh, the Cinderella story is over. Cinderella turned out to be a meth addict who is getting a. Uh, dog fucked over the side of a dumpster it's so that's that's what kansas uh, football has become it started out as a cinderella but then she fell into meth and uh now she's you know getting passed around like a village bicycle by trucksers and uh and bikers you know it happens it happens when you're kansas football so we have checked all the boxes but one caleb and that last box is sec around the horn we Waffle House, our teams are pretty good. We even play some basketball when Jesus says we should. So pour a little bourbon and repeat right after me. We built a church for Saturdays and called it SEC. Jesus loves football. So week 11, SEC, uh, Georgia, Mississippi State, Mike Leach, and the Fighting Sasquatches took on Georgia. They lost 45-19. to 19. Uh, Any surprises here? Did you bet on any of these games, Caleb? No. I, uh, I didn't see much I liked for this reason. I don't remember what the spread was between Mississippi State, but uh, Georgia gave it to them. Uh, LSU played Arkansas, and this turned out to be a um, slog of a game, 13-10. to 10. Um, I kind of thought LSU might have their way with Arkansas because Arkansas has looked putrid of late. And not that LSU has been great, but they've been better than Arkansas. But it was uh, they barely pulled it out at uh, Arkansas. So uh, yet another loss for Sam Pittman. Well-deserved. Uh, next on the list, Alabama played Old Miss. And this was more of a game uh, than I expected it yeah. to be. I don't, Alabama is not the Alabama that we have come to know. They, they won no, 30 not. to 24. Um, they did win, obviously, but that, that is not a score you're accustomed to seeing with an Alabama team. No, that uh, really surprised me. They're, I, I love that they're going to play some, you know, shitty bowl for Alabama anyways. It'd be a bowl we'd killed the play in, but I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, you know, it always all all things must come to an end, and at some point yeah. Alabama will not be Alabama anymore. And uh, Nick Saban oh. is no spring chicken. I mean, they're still stacked with talent, but it has to end sometime. You know, the Patriots didn't stay the Patriots forever. Look at teams like Nebraska. There was a time when Nebraska was on top of the world. And I know it's hard for anybody to remember who's in their twenties, but all things pass. And Alabama, we may be starting to see the the beginnings of their demise. And I know Paul Feinbot. Uh, would rue me hearing hearing me say that, but I think it might be the truth. And in the big shocker of the week, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, for the first time in three years, wins an SEC game against Kentucky. Mizzou fans, you should be pumped because that uh, at least gets us out of the doghouse so we don't have to hear about it. How did wow. that happen? I have no idea. How many, how many years ago was it? I guess three years ago was the Missouri win? Or yeah, the, they beat Missouri. That was the last time they won. God, thank God it's over. They can the, hear about um, it now. 
Levis, the great quarterback, was 11 for 23 and 109 yards and an interception. Yeah. Rodriguez did his thing, but, oh, man, brutal. Everybody's saying, like, oh, he's hurt. But I'm like, I tell you, I've seen him play against Missouri. I watched the highlights of this game. I'm saying I thought, that guy's going to get drafted. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm hurt, too. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I, it's strange how uh, the narrative changes. I mean, just last year, everybody's talking about how great Kentucky was. Um, how, how Stoops had become this, uh, you know, I was telling Brendan, I was like, if I was, if I was Auburn, I'd be like, where, what is Mark Stoops doing? And how do I get him to come coach my football team? Because if he can do this at Kentucky, why couldn't he do this at a team that's, um, you know, in a much better position to recruit much better funded, but Oh, how the, how the story has turned Kentucky loses. And then, and Mark Stoops, uh, looks like a fucking idiot. Uh, next, uh, South Carolina versus Florida. I expected this game to be more competitive, but fucking Florida boat raced them. Carolina jackpot currently at Walmart searching for raw rifles. Um, we need a welfare check. On yeah, he's like, they, 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 yeah, they don't. They're like the, the, the Walmart employees don't know what to do because he's trying to find out which rifle is easiest to pull the trigger with your big toe. But 38 to 6, South Carolina just getting wrecked. Spencer Radler is a turd burger. I can't believe this guy was ever a huge recruit. He is terrible at football. He's all you heard about two years ago, three, however long it was when oh, I remember. he was getting recruited. I mean, some of the best mixtapes on Instagram. This guy was going to be the next day. <laughs> now he's Man, in I South Carolina sucking. Hey, little piece of little piece of uh, trivia for you. I My last car caught fire when I played a Spencer Radler mixtape. Makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I they were just so high on Beamer. They got Spencer Rattler, just thought they were going to take over the SEC, and so and now they're just getting destroyed by everyone. Uh, and the last game to talk about here, Texas A and M played Auburn, two teams that are utter dumpster fires. I mean, just it's it was like a a matchup of hobo cum versus hot dog water. Hobo cum. Hot dog water. And uh, we'll say that Auburn was hot dog water, and it won thirteen to ten. Hot dog water. Yeah, ugly, ugly game. I can't. Which, what is Jimbo Fisher doing? I don't know. He was supposed to. Ha- this is supposed to be a super high recruiting class. Which maybe those guys aren't playing. I don't know. I don't watch Texas A&M. Believe it or not. How many of those but, guys uh, are going to transfer out? Literally, which makes me think would have been a great year for Mizzou to figure it out. How easy could Mizzou have been uh, number three in yeah. the SEC East this yeah. year? Lost season. Lost season. We just yeah. we, 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 we decided that uh, we wanted to play Brady Cook every game and we wanted to give away an entire season of our lives because we're going to live for Everybody's going to live forever, so might as well not take advantage. Um, Thanks a lot, Drinkowitz. Yeah. Uh, so, week 12 in the SEC, we've got Alabama playing Austin P. And I'm going to tell you what, Caleb, I don't know how you were at 18, but if a guy told me, he's like, hey, come to our college, we're called Austin P. I would have turned him down on the name alone. <laughs> well, I, I'm uh, curious to see if they even put a line on that one. Yeah, I am too. Uh, next on the agenda is East Tennessee State playing Mississippi State, another, another bloodletting, I'm sure. A get-right game for Mississippi State. Uh, next, we have UMass playing Texas A&M. I didn't know UMass had a football team. Uh, they haven't been relevant since Marcus Camby. Uh, let's see. I assume Texas A&M will win this game, um, but who knows? You are old as shit. <laughs> yeah, they're three and seven. UMass though is one and nine. Oh, and six away yeah. from home. So I'm guessing that Texas A&M may get a win. May get win number four on the season. Uh, then Florida plays Vanderbilt. 
uh, Florida is uh, getting 14 here. I don't. That's. Uh, I just feel like they should beat them by more than 14 points. I don't know how you yeah, feel about that, but I. Uh, I'm, Vanderbilt's home, as if that means anything at all. I would uh, yeah, hit that one really. I would too. I, Florida just beat South Carolina by 30. You know what I mean? Like I just don't yeah. feel like this is that. I, I feel like Florida. That's a, that might be a lot of lead pipe lock in the week there. Next, Georgia plays Kentucky. Uh, the line's 22 and a half. That seems about that. right. Yeah, yeah, I would take that all day long, too. Georgia is going to destroy Kentucky. Mass- yeah, it's going to be a massacre. Uh, then Western Kentucky plays Auburn. The line here is only five. That's crazy. Yeah, that Western honestly, Kentucky, Kentucky is 7-4, though. Yeah, and I don't know anything about them, but Auburn's terrible. terrible. Auburn should not have four wins. Probably shouldn't have two. Well, Missouri should have beat them. I mean, it took the yeah. thicker kicker slipping and donut batter um, missing a kick inside the 20 for it to happen. Uh, Tennessee plays South Carolina. The line is 21. They just lost oh. to, by 30 to, ten, to to Florida. That's another one. Like They are going to lose by more than 21 points, in my opinion. Get your, get your locks in this week. Yeah, we're going to have to have Brennan call you midweek, Caleb, uh, when these lines get a little uh, fresher. I guess it is Tuesday already because Brennan – you know, really let us down by having children. Yeah, Bernie's um, kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, I don't want to. I didn't want to say it, but you're right. He's a piece of shit. Uh, next, Old Miss plays Arkansas. The line here is two and a half. I, Another I, weird line. Old Miss yeah. will beat Arkansas by at least a touchdown. I feel like I've been wrong though. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't bet that one. I don't love that one. And Missouri, of course, we'll get to Missouri last. Last we play LSU plays UAB. And that, a letter school, it stands for uh, University of, what is that, uh, Alabama, um, Alabama, Birmingham. If Caleb the Greek was here, he'd call it something like urethra apple blockage. But um, yeah, they're, UAB they're versus dragons. So yeah. I'm pretty sure you have to be a full-blooded Targaryen to play on the team. Yeah, There's the, all, the, all the players have white hair. 14 yes. and a half, that's what the LSU is supposed to beat them by, 14 and a half. They're five and five, zero oh and four away from home though, and they gotta go to uh, Death Valley. So I would say I was another game. I'd be like, I would yeah, definitely say LSU was going to win by more than fourteen and a half. Yeah, fourteen and a half don't seem like enough. If you get your bets locked in right now, you're looking pretty. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And when by the time Brenda drops this, sometime Saturday morning, <laughs> uh, you guys should be, still be able to get that done. So anyway, and then of course Missouri plays uh, New Mexico State. Uh, New Mexico State is four and five. They are not good. Missouri is getting twenty eight and a half. Not Missouri, not expected to have any troubles. New Mexico State, and then we, as we talked about before, I think for me and probably most of Mizzou Nation, it is everyone's got their fingers crossed that this might be the unveiling of Sam Horn. We can only hope. Which I'm getting all chubbed up thinking about it. I think the line's based off just how good our defense is this year too, because. I mean, I could see Mizzou literally holding New Mexico State to, you know, a touchdown, maybe two. Yeah. It, honestly, I'd be surprised if they get to. I mean, Mizzou's defense is legit, and, and New Mexico State, gonna, I have no clue. Well, and, and you know Mizzou's going to have a chip on their shoulder because their defense played poorly last week, and so I can imagine uh, Mizzou's defensive line just wreaking havoc. For as good as Mizzou's defense have been, they haven't been um, – haven't created a ton of turnovers, so it'd be nice to see uh, yeah. nice to be see some pressure, create some turnovers here, and 
really, I want Mizzou to win this by 28 and a half. I mean, I, they need to mop the floor in Mexico State. They need to give a – they have been ugly, ugly football games to watch, even the ones we've won. And yeah, most of I'm, that is due to having a, a palsied seventh-grade girl playing quarterback for us. But um, it would be really nice to see a competitive um, Mizzou team put, our, uh, lay the wood to somebody. Our last home game was Kentucky, and the fans absolutely showed out for that. What do you think the I, crowd's going to look like Saturday? I don't. I bet not great because it's Thanksgiving and everybody's going to be heading home. So all, yeah. I bet most it's of the students are in town. Game too. Our first six thirty game of the year. Yeah, for New Mexico, Mexico State. State. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. At least yeah. they put us yeah, on I'll the menu. You. I'll take it. You want to go to that, Caleb? You want to get drunk and freeze our asses off and watch New Mexico State? If you can get those tickets for $3 or under, I'm there. All right, I'll see what I can do. All right, well, that's SEC around the horn. We only have one uh, last assignment, really, is I guess two assignments. We have to name the TJ Mo douche of the week. Douche of the week. Uh, TJ Mo, a former slot receiver for our Missouri Tigers, who's taken a full turn for douchery. Uh, do you have any, have any picks this week? I'm sure Brennan was going to go with the article about the – Virginia players where they listed their oh yeah they oh that's right so one of the stories about the Virginia players that were tragically shot basically listed their star rankings um, I yeah, can't remember it? I sh- <laughs> yeah like and Brennan's not here so I don't know what um, what uh, news agency did that but I guess they did that so we'd know just exactly how tragic it was like if it would be less tragic if they were stu- two star players um, anyway. So that's that was unfortunate. Yeah, terrible. And uh, whatever n- news service that was uh, that did that, you're the douche of the week, and we don't know what your name is. And but who can blame us with the, the again the star the straw that stirs the drink is in here. So uh, anonymous news article people, you're the douche of the week. Douche of the week. And now comes the uh, award that uh, is named for Kirk Farmer's immaculate golden fleece. Uh, the Kirk Farmer's hair play of the game. Now it's time for Kirk Farmer's hair. Player of the game. Okay, who's it going to be? Who was the Zoo player that stood out to you in this 24 to 66 thrashing? Dude, we got a possibly a back to back winner with old Isaiah McGuire. He did he show out. Yeah, and he, I think he announced today that he is not returning next year. He's going to the draft. I, say, and I wish him the very best. Draft spot. Yeah, he, he, yes. he really didn't have, I mean, he had a sack. Uh, he had a, a two tackles yeah, he did. and an assist. Yeah, he, but he was he in the backfield Yeah, it was, which was just nice to see. On a honestly, Mizzou's defensive line didn't look terrible. Our corners no. obviously got roasted all, but yeah, they were getting a hooker all day until well, they were giving all that cushion. Control. Yeah, they were just giving huge cushions. They have, they were given cushions we hadn't given all year long. I'll say this: I you know I know uh, I can't stop talking about how awful Brady Cook is, but. He was he passed for 217 yards. He rushed for another 106, yeah. threw for two touchdowns. You know, just from a statistical standpoint, he you have to talk about him. But I think I'm going to go with Barrett Bannister, the walk on in a in a game where we needed offense. Um, he had yeah. seven catches for 73 yards. Uh, he deserves it. He's a chain mover. He seems to be the only guy that uh, Cook can find consistently, probably because he's the only guy in the middle of the field. But uh, he's let's been go on Barrett Bannister. For- yeah, he's been on the team for at least six or seven years now, too. Yeah, this is your seven. It's your seven, and yeah. uh, you know he's. You know, it's a nice, uh, maybe a nice consolation prize to his receding hairline. 
um, because he's 34 years old now. But um, all right. So Barrett Bannister, you are uh, the Kirk Farmer's hair player of the game. So Caleb, we've done it. We did it without Brennan. I God, think it feels uh, good. everybody's. It does, and I think everybody's going to probably demand that Brennan just stop being on the show from this point forward. Yeah, well, and Brennan's he, the only guy in the world with two kids, and so he deserves a break, you know. Here, and there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who who's who could possibly do this show and have children? I mean, it's an impossible thing to do. Yeah, I, I, you know, I who would agree with him is 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 Caleb the Greek. But um, anyways, <laughs> I, I guess uh, I should say follow us on Twitter at. Uh, at Mazodcast, we've got the. You can email us at Mazodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, obviously, you can always call us with your um, lunatic uh, ratings. We're on Patreon. You can also follow Caleb the Twink on uh, on Twitter. Caleb, you want to give me your Twitter handle, buddy? I don't even know if I know it. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. If you want, if you want to listen to hear what Caleb has to say about Kyrie Irving, he agrees with him one hundred ten percent. By the way, uh, go find God. him on Twitter and. Uh, Tiger fans, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. God damn it, I'm terrible at reading.